Welcome to the Ruby Hour, a podcast produced by our company, Ruby Riot Creatives. We specialize in video production and content marketing, and we're based in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm Shelby Ring. And I'm Madeline Rager. This podcast is devoted to interviewing extraordinary people doing extraordinary things and nuggets of wisdom that they've learned along their journey. Also, just want to give you a heads up, uh, we have potty mouths and we're talking about inappropriate things. That's a perfect one. Oh, my gosh. All right. So thank you so much for joining us for another session of the Ruby Hour, where we feature extraordinary people or mediocre people doing extraordinary to mediocre things. Um, I'm here with the amazing David Fox. David, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Um, A little bit about David. So he is the owner of the Bun DG. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Of the the Bun DG franchise. No, the Bun DJ franchise franchise of Charleston. So he has an amazing group of awesome DJs that work with him here in town. Um, They're always hustling. We've worked with you guys for freaking years. Um, And they're hands down. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I may or may not uh, have forgotten to press record for catching speeches at uh, different events. And this guy right here saved my ass on too many occasions to count. So I mean, just, oh, it's a mutual thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. It's like Bubba and Forrest. Like you lean up against my back, and I lean up against yours, so we don't go face first in the mud. Shrimp gump, gumbo, yeah, scampi, <laughs> shrimp stew, shrimp and potatoes. So this is. I'm this just going to tell you up front. Like uh, yeah, we're going to digress heavily in this episode. I can already tell. Um, but David, how in the world? I've already had. Um, I know this story, but for people that are just meeting you for the first time, um, did you always want to be a DJ? No. What were you doing <laughs> before? No, if it is to be said. Uh, God. <laughs> uh, no, it just um, that just happened when I was in college. I did a uh, semester abroad <clears throat> and um, in Europe and saw a bunch of big time DJs and was like, oh, that's cool. Um, was in like you know I was like whatever twenty years old so of course I was just thought I knew a lot about music and I didn't um, but I thought it'd be cool so bought some very basic DJ equipment around that time and then just um, started DJing stuff around campus really it was like a bedroom DJ for a while and then started doing like house parties and fraternity sorority parties and then grew that into doing a lot of bars and clubs in the area and that's how I met Joe Bunn the guy who started the company up in Raleigh um, his guys and I DJed a lot of the same places okay um, but yeah so he, and he was always trying to recruit me to come do weddings and private events and I'm like of course you know in your 20s I'm like ah weddings are stupid you're like I'll just I'm stick a, to house parties yeah, I'm dude gonna, I'm gonna stick to clubs and I'm a purist you know, yeah I don't want anyone telling me what to play, um, that kind of stuff. So, of course, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So, yeah, um, did that through college, through law school. Got done with law school, got a real job, and was like, I can't DJ till three o'clock in the morning on a Thursday night, and then be productive at work. So, yeah, wait. So, I, wait, you went to law school while so, you were DJing. Yeah. What What's happened there? So, I went to college, and then I was like, I don't want to get a real job, so I'll go to law school. I got my MBA and my law degree. Okay. Um, passed the bar, all that stuff. Got a real job practicing law, and then that was awful. Um, you died in. Hopefully no lawyers are listening to this, but the worst part about being a lawyer was working with other lawyers. Yeah. Oh, I've heard that. Sure. yeah. Every one of my, my friends is a lawyer. My dad's a lawyer, so I can say that. All right, all right. You're like, yeah. No, I've, I've heard that every single lawyer that I know, they're like, the worst part about it is working with other lawyers. Yeah. Okay. It's terrible. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so that's fun. Yeah, so I did that for a while. And then um, so that's when I started doing weddings, private events on the weekends. And then was like, eh, this, what I was doing and where I was doing it um, with my job was not working. It wasn't mm-hmm. a long-term solution. So Were you uh, in Charleston? Where I was were you in, I was in Raleigh okay, at that cool. time. Yeah. So um, I was in my grandfather's from Charleston. He lived here. I knew some people in the event industry. And I was like, let me see if I can make a, a go of it full-time of the mm-hmm. DJ thing. Um, and I thought our business model worked well with kind of the clientele that Charleston attracts and, and um, knowing some people here, I was like, yeah, I'll give it a go. Um, and I was single at the time, so I was like, yeah, if it doesn't work, I can always just go back to practicing law and hating my life. So I was full back It was a solid that. backup plan. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So Fail at this, I'll go back to Yeah, exactly. Fail at that and go then, Yeah. Yeah. And then just stay in an office until I kill over. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Okay. And um, what? when was that? So this was 2000. I came to Charleston in 2013. Okay. Damn. So, yeah. 
been here a minute. I love it. Um, so, hot minute. And you, um, I think it's so cool that. I mean, I started working with you, I think in 2016 was whenever we crossed paths. Um, thank you, John. Um, yeah. That's our intro. Shout out to John Feist. Uh, DJ Feisty. I don't think he likes being called that. I'm going to call him it anyways. He's um, and uh, yeah, but no, so I think it's so cool that you have a plethora of really cool guys that, um, you know, are on your team here locally. Um, I feel like you have like, the perfect array of personalities to work with different um, events and couples and their style. How did you go about like actually scaling your team? Because there's like, it's tough. It's just like any business. Staffing is going to be the most difficult thing. Finding trustworthy, reliable people who uh, you're comfortable having your name on something and them and having them go do it for you. Mm-hmm. So um, my philosophy for hiring. Um, my most successful avenue for hiring has been finding one or two DJs and then asking them for, like, hey, do you have any friends or know anybody who does this kind of thing? Those have been the best ones. Um, I've gone, like, Craigslist route that and LinkedIn or whatever. Yeah. Um, that usually just leads to a ton of interviews and not a lot of hires. But um, And just finding those core guys. I'll kind of, I'm kind of one of those people, I'll give anyone a chance mm-hmm. until you prove to me that you can't do it. Yeah. Um, so I usually like to start out the guys doing like smaller events, like private events, corporate events, or birthday parties, stuff like that. Yeah. And then having them build to weddings. And, and we go through extensive, extensive trainings. We do two trainings a year with all of our DJs where we set up gear and they go through mic training, mixing, all that kind of stuff. So awesome. Um, yeah, but we really try to find people who have had some sort of professional job experience. Those are the one who, it's all like client communication. So as long mm-hmm. as they can communicate effectively and deal with adversity or, you know, go with the flow and, and be flexible, then um, then they'll be successful as DJs. Like it's people, a lot of the old, old school DJs that I've hired before, um, like the ones who are a little bit older and mean stuff, like they're like, oh, well, I'm great at mixing these songs and I'm really good. I can scratch and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's kind of the last thing that matters when you're doing an event for someone yeah if you if they can't get in touch with you if they don't think that you understand what they want then you're going to go into an event already in the negative basically yeah and it doesn't matter how great of a dj you are you could if you play one wrong song then that's what they're going to remember remember so it's more about like being professional it's just customer service is that's really all it is but, yeah um and then, like i can always say i can teach someone how to dj i can't teach someone how to be a like a normal social person uh. so I say that all the time. Yeah. yeah, it's like you can, it's one thing to teach a skill, but it's another thing of like, can you be down to earth and relatable yeah. and like a grown ass human uh, yeah. while relating with other people? Um, grown ass man dog. Man dog over here. Um, so what about, um, I think it's so cool. What's been your journey of um, like my first impression and really like you guys come across as extremely clean cut you know everybody like i one thing that i love is the level of professionalism that you guys have whenever you know like y'all aren't rolling up in like sweatshirts being like yeah i'm here to dj and Not it's yet. like oh all right well all right <laughs> spoke too soon um it's but, getting cold outside but you know it's like y'all the the level of professionalism is like refreshing where um like I know anytime, cause for us filming, it's a big deal that we have a DJ that's got our back, especially when it comes to the reception speeches and dances. Yeah. Cause we're not necessarily miking everybody up with lavaliers. We're running sound from whatever the DJ's rig is. So I love that the level of training and just, you know, like you guys are like, y'all show up spick and spam like y'all look good so what did you say spick and spam i did what is it supposed to be spam oh no well in my you world you guys look spick and canned meat you got that canned meat going on i mean i would just throw it on the fryer serve it up yeah. um but yeah where what was your decision um yeah with just something as simple i mean you guys are like buttoned up it's usually like suit and tie that caliber yeah did you always do that uh, yeah, so I, I learned from Joe Bunn. He's been doing this for uh, 30 years, I think. And he's got, he's a very well-known like industry um, professional. He does yeah. uh, speaking and consul- consulting he for people. He kills it. Yeah. He's like So I've learned from guru. him, and it's just really, 
that's the, the the first it's just like anything like when you go out into the world the world sees you and so you need to present yourself accordingly and like our thing with weddings you want to blend in if everyone there is in a suit and tie why would you be the person in like a polo shirt you know yeah like it's just yeah. you should blend in a little bit mm-hmm. um and also we don't want djs where the videographers trying not to get a shot of the dj because oh, they look geez. like shit he's got like cheeto stained fingers yeah. back there and he's like mixing and like sucking his drinking like rum and, and cokes and, and yeah yeah, yeah. Um, we had this one dj in uh, Greenville and he uh, he had like a hype guy with him oh hell yeah and this was like this was like a very nice wedding and uh I mean, like, spare no expense status. Yeah. And then it was so funny because the bride, I was like, who is your DJ? Who is your DJ? And she's like, ah, that's the one thing I delegated to my dad. Oh, that's it. Dad was not great really, dad was not really idea. in the full, full service planning experience. Yeah. And uh, so he gets, like, his coworker buddy to, like, roll up the, like, DJs for fun. And uh, so the hype guy's there and he's, like, they're, like, having their first dance and this guy's, like, in, like, slacks up to his belly button and he's like, oh. Uh, yeah get it on get it on and it's like literally like the nicest wedding like everyone's in gowns it's a gown status that go over? uh it was horrible yeah and uh i like had spam. to have uh, it was it was spick and spam in the truest sense of the word in that scenario and uh, yeah so it's like i can't ever stress to people planning the importance of like your DJ, whoever is running sound for you, is an integral part of keeping the day moving, keeping yeah. the evening going, and not letting it die out. There was We filmed a wedding last weekend where it was like, it was a small wedding. Small weddings are challenging, I feel like, yeah, to get people want to dance. And um, there was some weird, it was like the moment he would drop certain songs, like it was like cockroaches. Everyone would flee from the dance nice. floor. Um, yeah. But like, how did you learn... I feel like you, because I've worked with you a ton, you have like the, you have such a nice like, all right, ladies ladies and gentlemen, like now we're going to invite Marissa to the floor to say a few words about her sister. Like, how did you learn how to like, just really like conduct? Yeah, it's tough. Um, It was, it took me honestly, probably about two years before I was really, really comfortable in a microphone. Yeah. And what I did when Jav taught um, some of my newer guys to do, I would just write out scripts before the wedding. So that if like you can't grab a microphone and <laughs> grab a microphone, turn it on and go to speak and not know what you're going to say. Oh, that yeah. does not go well. No. Just like this is going to derail at some point. Oh, yeah. Because um, there is no script. So, um, yeah. So I would write out scripts. So I just started saying the same thing over and over and it just got a little more, more comfortable. And there are certain moments where the DJ probably should chime in and say something like if you know, something, if the bride throws a bouquet into the chandelier, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah. So, like, kind of want to There's times, but yeah, you, sh- you can be, like, you know, you can be professional and fun without being obnoxious. Yeah. And that's kind of the line that we draw. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to working with other vendors, it, the way that I look at it, like, I want the brides and couples wedding to be perfect for them. But also, like, I work with the vendor. I'm going to work with the vendors again. Mm-hmm. So if I'm shitty to the vendors, nobody's going to want to work with me. And in Charleston, as you know, like, referrals are everything. Yeah. Um, everyone, it's a small community. So um, just making sure that helping everyone do their jobs, like I, like having, like, helping you record things or making sure you have an output for, for recording or making sure that you're in position that you want to be in before I introduce the the couple or for their dances like stuff like that it's not that hard yeah uh, that happened this past weekend where the um wedding printer's like hey they want to cut their cake and the photographer was like outside and i'm like okay let's get the photographer and then i'll announce it oh my gosh um, yeah and it's uh. just little things like that like everybody has a lot going on like, so just making sure that everyone does their does their jobs um or is able to do their jobs yeah and helping out so that's kind of the way i treat that like we have to work with these people over and over so you don't want them to have a, a negative um, opinion of you, but going back to the emceeing stuff, yeah, just we used to write scripts, um, and then it just I've gotten a lot of compliments on my emceeing, and I never thought anything of it. Like mm-hmm. it was just like this is how we do it. Um, this is how we exactly. do it. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> Quick, use your microphone and like add some little like some beat drops to it. You know, this is the whole thing of this whole episode was to. <clears throat> You know what one of my biggest pet peeves is? What? When I'm talking into a microphone and then I hand it to somebody. Yep. 
Mm-mm-mm-mm. And then they... I think you're doing Wild Thing. Oh, yeah, probably. Clearly, I'm wild. not up to date yet with my... Wild Thing. Tone Loke reference. Nobody's going to get that. That was not born, that was born after 1990. Ah, I was right on the cusp of that. December of 90. that Tone Loke album I have over there. Yeah, yeah. That's my second... A number two vinyl record, Tone Loke. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Got a flea market. Um, wow. I was going to make bookshelves out of it, but that didn't happen. I was trying to melt them, and it got bad quickly. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you, you like, this table we're sitting at. Yeah. You put this together. All this. In yeah. a weird, non-disclosed... I just built a bench for our island at our house. What? So do you like, what do you like to do... I don't even remember where I was trying to go with whatever you oh, were talking about. I had about. a pet peeve. The, yes. When I'm talking to a microphone. Yes. And I'm like, and now we're going to have our best man say a few words to our bride and groom. And I hand him the mic that yeah. I was just speaking to into. Just into. That the sound was coming out of the speakers from. Okay. And then they go, is this thing on? Can you hear me? Is it, can, can you hear me? Yes, they can hear you. I was just using it. But for like what for would them, have gone? What would have gone wrong from here to here? The frequency. There's probably like a barrier Gosh, that like so instantly annoying. turns it off. And then I gotta go into the recording and edit that out yeah. because it's like, boom, yeah, boom, 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 boom. Uh, can you guys hear me up in there? Yeah, yeah. No, that's what that else? What else pisses you off? What um, else pisses you off? Amateur. I don't say amateur. That, okay. That's well, yeah, amateur. Or Hobbies. when they have like someone. This happened to me. Yeah. In the last couple of weeks, okay. um, when they have like a friend or a parent or someone like that who's officiating the ceremony, oh, and they don't understand that that their microphone will pick up everything within five feet of them, okay, including the couple's vows. Yes, and so when you have like a friend and they they start taking the lapel microphone off and there's just. <laughs> And then they put it in the couple's face. I'm like, that is going to be an oh, awesome, no. awesome photo. Yeah. Just a oh. guy's hand in your <laughs> face. In the middle of being like, crying, I swear reading I your vows. You. Oh, no. Yeah. You're my partner in crime, my oh, forever no. travel companion. Oh, no. Oh, we, yeah. Well, okay. I have a, 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 a sound nightmare. The, the worst nightmare that I've ever had was... Uh, I had, you know, we run our own sound because mm-hmm. yeah. we don't always know who the heck is monitoring. And you can't have bun DJ DJs every time. I mean, you, you could. Can't. You I try. I try very hard. Yeah. So I had a microphone on the officiant, a microphone on the groom. That's my normal setup. Sing on. Two forms of audio. God bless y'all listening to this. You're probably in your car, being like, "Why do they keep getting so loud?" I don't know. They're like, "All right." I can't so, see any levels. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, you just get to see the final cut input over there um so i mic up it is them. hard not to speak to you yeah i look yeah. over at madeline all the i know time. but it's hard She's i get why people madeline. on podcasts like talk to their producers because i yeah i feel like we're being rude <laughs> Just Not nobody speaking. puts baby yeah. in a corner over there. Yeah. Madeline just she's podcast Madeline right now. We're gonna do a whole series on the secret life of Madeline. Um, all right, so PCM. Yeah, PCM. All right, so uh, I mic up the officiant. I mic up the groom. I'm like, all right, the, the audio's rolling. We're good. Well, what happened? Normally, the officiant's standing there. Usually, when they start doing their vows, if they read something nice, you know, they're usually standing beside them quietly. Mm-hmm. It's usually not a problem, and I normally have the groom's audio to pick up for the brides. Well, just so happened that I didn't fully press record on the groom's audio, and then I was like, that's no problem, because the officiant, I do that to back each other up. We're all good. Yeah, you always need backup. And the officiant wanted to step all the way off the stage to the side, and so I had to pull the audio from like 16 feet away from a lavalier, and this of course this wedding was like one of the most heartfelt amazing weddings where he's like well I have some things to say to you and he has a fucking scroll it falls literally to the ground not only for stage effect but literally that's how much he had to say about how much he adored his beloved and so he's fucking like rolling his scroll this was a transcript oh my god I mean it was like insane yep so I uh I spent, I don't know, maybe like eight hours in post-production. This was like a 2017 wedding. And uh, and you just got it out to him? Like I tried to clean week. it up as best I could. Yeah, <laughs> I just released it last week. Uh, no, and so 
I send it out and I'm like, y'all, I'm so sorry. Like this happened, all these things. And uh, they came back and they were like, could you put subtitles for our wedding because it was so important and I'm like fucking yes I will and so I had to go through and fucking transcribe the scroll of sweet things and it sucked that was one of my biggest shitty moments and that's why I'm like always running redundant or two body packs per person because that's the one thing I'll freak out on whenever we do ceremonies because I had a similar situation where the, the officiant I explained to her this this is going to pick up the couple's vows as well. It was very windy, mm-hmm. so I tried to put one on the groom as well. Yeah, but it was the wind was right in his chest, and I, yeah. so I was like, "That's not going to work." And then she was like, "And now they're going to read their own vows to each other," and she stepped away. <gasps> Same situation. And I had to jack up the volume where it was like almost about to just start popping. Um, but yeah, I was just. Yeah, I'm sitting back there, like, waving at her, trying to get her attention oh, to move yeah. back. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. Um, what are some other uh, wedding fuck-ups that you've had experience with? Either, or, okay, I don't ever get see, to see... See, this is the thing that, that nobody knows happens because we're so good at hiding it. Yes. Yeah, most of the guests, everybody has no clue what's happening yeah. behind the scenes. What about... Um, I don't That's ever why I feel bad for wedding planners. Like, no one... Yeah. They don't get any praise, but if they do their job well, no one knows they're even there. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, the cake if fell over, goes you would bad, never know. If yeah. something goes bad, then they're to blame. Yeah. No, that's it so does. true. They're the unsung heroes. Shout out to all of our planner boos. We see you. Um, okay, so what about what about wedding videographers? Do you have any, like, videographer horror stories? Because we obviously don't ever know what other people are doing, and you, like, see all these different sets of vendors. I do, but I can't say... I. I I do, <laughs> but I can't say it because it'll be very easy to figure out who it is. Um, so, no, I cannot speak directly to that, <clears throat> if it is to be said. Dang it. Um, <laughs> if, it if it is to be said, I wish to in a professional way. Um, yeah, uh, videographers getting in the way, that's a that's usually a thing. Um, I've, had a, I've had several videographers who will... Um, I'm like, okay, I got a mic. Like, you want to go, you want to put a recorder like on my output of my speaker, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, I'll be fine. So something happens where they don't press record, something like that. And they're like, oh, hey, did you get that audio? I'm like, yes, I did. You're very lucky I did. You better be yeah. glad I brought my own recorder yep. and recorded that ceremony because yep. you wouldn't have shit. Jack shit. You wouldn't have, and you would have shit. That's what you would yep. have. Mm-hmm. You would have shit for You would your, eat the cat poop. It would be, yeah. It would be audible shit, whatever that would be. It would just be, yeah, it would just not be a good thing okay. at all. So um, that happens often. Um, and there's some videographers who use very bright LED lights yeah. during the dancing. I get it for dances, like you need, like special mm-hmm. dances, like you need to make sure you have the right light for the video. But if you're walking around my dance floor for two hours with a 4,000 watt LED light in people's faces. Like they a will, high like you're beam. Like cockroaches. People will immediately yeah, run away. Flock away. So I they'll mean, end up with a dance where the videographer in the middle of it and people dancing like ever at the Like tables. in the corners. Yeah. Like quick hide your They're dance like, moves. Yeah. So that I don't have any horror stories with that really. Um, y'all are also in work with because y'all will always put the DJ in the footage. There's not a lot of videographers and photographers who I, I get the albums or the videos and I'm like, where was where I? Was the DJ? I'm like important. you're just acting like there's there might as well have just been an iPod. Yeah, you are not an iPod. David. I am not a jukebox or an iPod. That's on the fridge. Over here. Yes, that is the thing. But I will play anything that you want, though. Um. <laughs> I'm also very nice and I'm yeah. available for hire. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's, um, but yeah, well, I, we we love doing weddings. It's I think weddings have a bad. I think people have like a, a negative view of weddings. Yeah. Like, oh, you're a wedding uh. DJ. That's the thing that sucks. We've been trying for twenty years and what well, almost seven years now in Charleston to change the perception of a wedding DJ. Yeah. Like you should sure. be professional. You should be yeah. buttoned up. You should have your script down. You should get the couple's names right. You would be very surprised. You should ask all these wedding people. It'd be like, how often do you think DJs or bands get people's names wrong? I guarantee you, it's like seventy percent. Oh yeah. Yeah, that is a big no-no for if you if you <laughs> if you're getting paid to do someone's wedding, you better know their damn names. Yeah, write um, it phonetically yeah. down. We had a. Uh, I'm probably. I, I hide Melissa my. Was, uh, yeah. What? It, oh yeah. Instead of Melissa, it was like, oh yeah, welcome, Missy and Brad. And we're like, 
Missy. Missy. We don't know Missy. Maybe he calls her Missy, but we is know that her, her nickname. No. Oh, it wasn't. No. I had an efficient recently who got the bride's name wrong three times and then <gasps> calls, realized it and stopped me. He goes, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Oh my God. I just God. realized. Yeah, I've been. Her name's like Kath. Her name's Connor Kristen. Something like that. That's oh bad. no, that's that's uncomfortable. I was like, oh, oh. that's getting recorded. Oh jeez. So, um, yeah. So it's those things that we um, make sure that we avoid. It's just, it's not that, it's really not that, it doesn't seem like it's that hard, but it seems kind of hard. There's it's a, detail. Everyone has a bad wedding DJ story. Like, you just had one. Oh, yeah. And I don't know well, I, why that is. And I, I, I get price is a big thing and right. and, and all that, but um, in terms of pricing, I, like, I don't think we're pri- we're priced where we can do basically any events for any budgets. Yeah. Um, if, if entertainment's a priority. If it's not a priority, then right. I get it. But I, I do get at least two calls a month where people are like, we're just, we were just going to have like a speaker and an iPod and do a playlist. But I'm like, yeah, who's going to MC your wedding? And they're like, oh, we, don't, we didn't think about that. We're going to like, wing it. Yeah. It doesn't go we're gonna yell. well. Yeah. We're going to yell to everyone. And all those people who don't have wedding coordinators, they are worth every penny, even if it's just day of. Like it's, yeah. It's worth every penny. Well, because they keep everyone else in. It's not just they insulate. Well, I always tell them they insulate the couple. Mm-hmm. They deal with all the the crap going on. Yeah. Otherwise, people would be popping it. Like Forrest would be popping into like the bridal suite, being like, "So where did you want those flowers?" Like that's yeah. what you're dealing with. And it, in, I think it insulates also not only the couple but like the mother of the the bride the mother of the groom people that it's like you know if they're helping financially contribute and they want it to go well you know this is something they're supporting that they know they have peace of mind too so all that stuff falls on someone yeah whether it you know it could be the aunt it could be the mom you know it's gonna fall on someone so having someone paying someone for it to fall on is better yeah were you always someone that was very snarky and sarcastic where did your sarcastic wit come from yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yes, I, I think I've always been... Um, I get uncomfortable when I talk about serious things, so I've always used humor as a distraction. I don't do that at all. <laughs> this is going to be it, the most like messed it, up production of the sounds. What like, if it, why is what if it was just serious the whole time? Like you talked about like death and like it would be really uncomfortable. I mean So see people like to be What's fun. like what's like the most uncomfortable thing? Oh, that's our microphone. I'm like swinging the microphone back up. That's cool. It's gonna be great. Um so what's like this would be subtitled. What are things that make you really <laughs> uncomfortable, David? Uh <laughs> this um I don't know. How do you um, feel about like raw meat? Are you for it? Like to eat it or like touch it? Both. I won't eat it, <laughs> but I will touch it okay. if I can wash my hands. Okay. Afterwards. Um, are you more of a like sushi guy or steak guy? Huh. That's a good question. Um, I would say both. Like, I, I crave both. Yeah. But in like sushi, I probably crave more often. Mm-hmm. But like a special occasion like going out to a nice dinner like that can be sushi but i would say i probably do like a really nice steak dinner like three or four times a year okay so i try not to eat a lot of red meat okay yeah my wife is eating making us eat a lot more vegetarian Ooh. yeah are you enjoying that yes and no it takes more work yeah um, but but do you find it's more prep work on the front end but then you don't have as many things to clean up afterwards yeah, and you end up with a lot more leftovers generally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus if it's like protein. Centric. Yeah, um, I still eat a lot of seafood. I don't know how we got on this, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just came, you come to the realization like you don't need meat at every meal. Yeah, like why? Like why do I need to eat? Yeah, meat like three or four times a day. Like, yeah, I, you don't. Well, so. I shifted my life from being partnered up with a professional hunting and fisherman and going from who was vegan who was vegan yeah and and you know it was like i we were doing like paleo style eating Mm -hmm. like all the time and and i got used to that and it was like well that makes me feel full that's like a real meal and then you know then i have you haven't met chris yet um i don't think yeah i don't think so i i asked chris this morning i was like have you ever met david and he was like oh i should say it like how they do on schitt's why did you say it like that 
Have you ever met David? David? Uh, I'm going to say your name. I got the rest of... I have a very deep love and hatred relationship with Schitt's Creek. We watch it and I love it. However, I think you're like the seventh white girl who calls me that now. David? All my wife's friends. David. David. Ew, David. My wife has a shirt with his face on it and it says, Ew, David. Oh my gosh. Rachel's the freaking coolest. Sometimes. I mean, yeah. Okay, so, um, but shifting to Ew, being with Chris, where, yeah, Ew, David. <laughs> we, we binge watched that. Yeah, <laughs> no, right. David. Um, so the concept of being with Chris, it's not a concept, it's real. The life. concept. I like to like. So that's why I've not met words. him because it's a concept. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right, so, uh, but he's like super, you know. Is he's Chris more, in this room right now? Do you, see, Negative. do you see him? Okay, okay. I decline that statement uh, for the record. Um, so he is much more like vegetable based. Like he loves, yeah. you know, he's more of that thinking where it's like, why does meat have to be this centerpiece? And, you know, recognizing that's my staller word is recognizing. Uh, but no, but I, I like got mad. There was, it was a big point of contention where I was like, I need meat. That's my, like I was all about the meat. And uh, now. I'm like, we need to do an auto tune to that I'm gonna, statement. I just. I'm gonna decline to comment on that. Yeah, I'm gonna decline to comment for the record, uh, in the affirmative. And um, so, yeah, that's that's a shift, but it's good. It feels good. Don't slink beneath the microphone. We were just talking about how challenging it is for people that are listening. You're not fully gonna grasp this. For people on the YouTube channel, you're gonna get this because it's like as we slowly like start to relax, it's like you just get totally blocked by the microphone. Um, so we're gonna install cattle probes Mike to Bach. our wait probes <laughs> prod probes. cattle prod. Wow, <laughs> we should implement probes. <laughs> get a little weird cattle probes but while while people are on this uh on the show we can just madeline's gonna be pod madeline's gonna pod be probes. probing <laughs> probe madeline pod prods there you go trademark. pod prop say that five it's times trademark. as fast as you can i can't pod prod do you ever have to do tongue twisters to prepare for doing like uh no mc i never stuff? do no. I do in the morning. Like if I have to, if I have a call, like right after I wake up, I'll wake up and like start. So I don't sound what like. What is asleep. your favorite vocal exercise to like? Do you have? A I just copy Anchorman. Uh, unique Red New York. Unique New York. I love Scotch. 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 Down in my belly. <laughs> um, okay. What? Okay. If you had um, three movies. How now, Brown Cow? That you had to watch. All the time. If you're on a desert island, what would be the three movies that you would want to be stuck with? Would I just be stuck with them, or would I have a TV to watch them? You'd have a TV. Okay. You could watch them. Trying to figure out the you can't just look at the DVD um, cover. Oh, because that would be a whole different story if you only had to look and read the DVD cover. All right, cover. that's going to be the follow-up question. Ooh. All right, so first thing, if you could watch said movies on said aforementioned, previously described display venues such as tvs and dvd players what would you watch uh dumb and dumber would be on there okay um as a comedy um if i'm on a desert island i'm probably going to go for something like i like lord of the rings i'm not a huge fan of it but i would want something really long yeah and really intense yeah so like if i watched it four times in a day like here's half that's your day, day. yeah I like, I like where your head's at so efficient yeah okay so that's um i would go with something really long like Gettysburg um wasn't that a really that was a it was either I'm pretty sure it was Gettysburg with like Jeff Daniel who and the, I remember going and watching and had an intermission that's how long it was oh my uh, gosh yeah oh so um something like that so um I'm a big fan of 80s movies okay. like Back to the Future is yeah. one of my favorite one okay. my wife told me actually last week that she's never seen Weekend and Bernie's and I basically Rachel, come pulled a bernie and died spoiler <laughs> spoiler can, you, can it be a spoiler alert if it's 30 years ago i don't uh, think so i mean for rachel you just spoiled it spoiled it i gave her the premise and she was okay. not impressed with the premise i told her it's a lot better i mean it was I also filmed the... in baldhead island not too uh, from oh North Carolina. no way yeah. okay um wait factoid 
Lord of the Rings. What is your best Gollum slash Smeagol voice you oh, can do? Oh, gosh. <clears throat> I didn't prepare for this. <laughs> this is, I've never done this into a microphone. Taters, what's taters, precious? You practiced that. Oh, that was my. That blows out my voice. I know. thing is these walls are so thin and we were watching a planet earth thing earlier of the snakes that'd be a good movie to have like a documentary like a ken burns movie with what's his name's boy david attenborough david attenborough david um so all right so that whole um premise see there see my stall there Mm -hmm. uh no we were watching the planet earth thing with um tony baker comedy do you follow that guy on instagram Oh, so good. So he did a voiceover with the the lizard, the little baby iguana running through all the snakes. And uh, we were watching it. But then Madeline was talking about she was watching it at home by herself and like started tearing up because it's like really fucked up. These baby iguanas are trying to get through like all the snakes and they're like snacks. Well, that's like the Tony Baker version. But uh, but we were like makes good audio is explaining YouTube. videos. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So. Uh, but we were yelling in this room, and the walls are. We were like talking very loudly, being like, "Get out of there! Go, go!" So we're just thinking of what our our neighbor yeah. people think about us. Nature's fucked up. Probably really confused. Yeah. She gets real. What is the craziest nature story that you've ever experienced? Um, nature story. Yeah, like. Did you ever go camping and like, like shitting in the woods, like something yeah. like that? <laughs> Tell me if that is the most crazy. Uh, I did that in Boy Scouts. Um, one of my f- we shit in the I, woods. We had to, yeah, we hadn't have a choice, and one of my friends popped a squat in some poison ivy. Oh, it's pretty classic. hilarious. Classic move. How many more classic. days did he have out in nature? Two more. Oh no. Yeah. Itchy buttholes. Yeah, the worst. <laughs> The worst. Uh, speaking of buttholes, um, so Sarah Boyd, you know, we had her on the show, yeah. and I heavily speaking regret. Of but- speaking of buttholes, uh, Boyd holes. Shout out to <laughs> 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 oh <my God. laughs> Boyd Hole. <laughs> love her because i told i mean i met her she's kind of i met her yeah so sarah boyd if you haven't heard her episode go back in time and go listen to it it was amazing but so she i fell in love with her because we got booked to do a wedding together and you know and i'm always asking who's your photographer who's whatever and so i look up her website and she's got that picture of her for the like about you know the meet sarah or whatever her her thing is and it's her in the the poop emoji outfit the jumper and i'm like who has a shit jumper like i instantly love her and so we met for coffee and, and now yeah i mean she's like she's cool as shit I get so excited when we work together. No pun intended. Cool as shit. She's as cool as shit shit emoji. Yeah, she is. So, uh, Um, uh, nature story though. Um, I don't really have. I had a an encounter with a coyote once. Ooh, Um, coyote encounter. Tell me more. I was well. It was in Mount Pleasant. Mm. Does that count? Yeah. I was walking the dog like late at night. Mm -hmm. A coyote. And your pup is like a snack. Yeah, that's a, she's like a cat size. Delicious. So she, um, yeah, and the coyote was limping, but it started like charging towards us, and she was off leash. Oh And my she God. didn't see the coyote, <gasps> thankfully, because she would have just thought like, oh, it's a dog. Uh-huh. Um, so I grabbed her, but the coyote was limping pretty hard, and okay. I grabbed her and then started screaming at the coyote, and then it ran away. What did you scream at it? Um, Can you give me a... Uh, sure, sure. I think I started screaming no. Yeah. <laughs> no! 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 Um, you shall not pass. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> you shall not pass. All right. Um, that's good. 
Yeah, that was recent. I I did a lot more like Boy Scouts. I did a lot more like camping stuff. Okay. I'm not a huge camping fan. I like to do like hikes. I like to be in nature, but I don't want to sleep there. Mm-hmm. No, sleep it's I, yeah, no. no shooting in the woods. It's not fun. What do you think is worse, shooting in the woods or having to shit in the ocean? Oh, I can't water dump. This was very relevant when I worked on boats. I, could I know. Never, I figured it would be. I have a good shitting in a bucket on a boat story. I'd rather shit in the ocean than in a bucket. Okay, wait. But, all right. Would you rather... Actually, no. If I would rather someone else who's around me have to shit in the ocean than shit in a bucket near me. Okay, okay. What about, would you rather poop... No, wait, like someone else's shit. It smells worse than yours. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. It's gross. No? Okay, wait. I'll give you a good would you rather, Okay. Would you rather water dump off the back of a sailboat with like 10 other sailboats around you and you can have like a bunch of people watching you take a shit in the water where they're swimming? Yeah. Or <laughs> or would you want to shit in a Costco container of deluxe nuts on Is the container metal or plastic? Plastic. Okay, that helps. So you're shitting in the deluxe nuts on your pillow, on your bed. The rim of a metal can could cut you. Okay. <sighs> okay. All right. So, which would you rather take a shit in the water in front of a bunch of other people on yeah. sailboats or take a shit into a tiny, like we're talking like an eight inch wide clearance uh, deluxe nuts? Um, what are you doing? I'm, I'm like shitting in the bucket. <laughs> I'm holding the bucket. I'm holding the bucket, but it's on your pillow that you sleep. You have one pillow. You can't swap out pillows, and it's on your bed. Why? Wait, why is it on the bed? Because the guests locked you out of the bathroom you have access to. So you have no bathroom, no real bathroom, and you can't poop in the living room because people are walking through there. Does the container have a lid? Yes. I'd probably go with the container. If there were no, if there were no, if it was like two boats around, I'd probably do it. But like a whole bunch, I feel like in a, the current, I feel like that's just really rude. It's really fucking rude. <laughs> it's yeah, very rude. Okay, so you go the. Um, yeah, I think I'd go container. All right, deluxe nuts. Yeah. Container. What if you had a peanut allergy? Oh, then you would be you. That's a tough one. You just tell everybody while they're watching you take a shit, like I have a nut allergy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what All we right, do. Okay. I went with the nut. That was, that was I would go with the, the nut as well. Um, yeah. What are some things that people don't realize that like DJs have to put up with? Drunk guests. Okay. I've DJed now for 16 years, and I have not DJed once. And this, I've probably DJed a couple thousand times. Yeah. And I've never DJed where someone didn't come up and tell me what they think I should be playing. Ah. Uh. Yes. Yeah. So is that's there a, a common theme? It's fine. Of- it's fine if like someone wants to come up and request. They're like, "Hey, can you play so and so?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'll see if I can get it in." Like yeah. whatever. Yeah. If it's something terrible or, or that's on the do not playlist, of course I won't play it. Right. Like the chicken dance. <laughs> um, the chicken dance is only useful if someone needs a polka song because that's what it is. Okay. Or how if often do people I had a need- groom who came out in a chicken costume? That is appropriate. Have both of those scenarios happened in your yes. life? Yes. I played the chicken dance in twice in my 16 years of DJing okay. and one the groom was in a chicken costume the other one it was a uh, couple from Pennsylvania and they wanted some polka songs for their grandparents and the grandmother made chicken hats knitted little like 20 chicken hats oh. and so everybody got a chicken hat and I played the chicken dance so those are the two occasions where it was relevant That's and stylish. not the worst thing you've ever heard. you've ever um, it's ever happened yeah so Dealing with uh, guest requests yeah. is pretty annoying. Yeah. Um, I think the most annoying thing is when someone comes up and requests a song that is very important to them personally, and I'm like, it's not your wedding. Yeah, they're not, and like, it's not the bride. I had that happen recently where someone came up and requested, and we were like, Dance Force Pack, playing a bunch of upbeat music. Couple wanted like almost all of the music. Only they only gave me one. They told me to only play one slow song. I played the slow song. Dance was packed again, upbeat music. Guy comes up and he's like, I need you to play Lady in Red. It was my wife and I's first dance song. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, can you play that? Like our anniversary is next week. I'm like, it's very hard to re- to uh, not say, yeah. You're like, don't be a dick. You're like, <laughs> I, I get it's your anniversary, but this Congratulations, but like day. you should play it next week in your anniversary. Oh. So, 
Oh, that would there's be a, a little. Of, there's it, yeah. There's some stuff like that. Yeah. I've only had a couple of altercations with guests where they've asked me to play something, and it's do on the do not playlist, and yeah. I explain to them it's do on the do not playlist, and they're and like, they don't care. I don't care. And then they go bother Fuck the this couple. couple. Yeah. Yeah. And then <gasps> they get mad at me. Oh my god! So they're actually like, hey, like, why are you not playing? Like the after chicken the wedding, ads? I've had people like come up to me like very angry that oh I did not gosh. play their song. How do you deal with people's hostility? Um. I told that person go. to go. I did not curse, <laughs> but they were they were having an exit, and I said, "You're going to miss the exit. You need to go to the exit right now." Yeah. I said, "Okay, I'm very I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. I didn't play the YMCA. You should please go get in line now. Go get in line now. You should. And I think I ended it with you should talk to the couple about that then. That's good. That's yeah. a good way to, you know. It was. It's hard not to. Deferred. I have like fantasies of. Have you ever been to Dick's Last Resort in Myrtle Beach, where the waiters are like really rude to you? No. I have. Yeah. What? That was Madeline. Uh, <laughs> Podcast Madeline. Yeah. Um, they put things on their yeah. foreheads. I have fantasies about being like the uh, the overly rude DJ. It'd be. I'd be pretty funny. I think I think what do you I wish? think you'll be funny. Well, in in your like fantasy land, not as you, you would said, ever... I've always been snarky and kind yeah. of smart. Like, I got in well, a lot of trouble in school, oh. but not like big trouble. I never yeah. got suspended or anything. But like, like got well, sent out of class for being disruptive. Would you identify more? I was as also a super ADD. Brat or punk? Punk. I was never like bratty. Like, oh, that's <clears throat> mine. Like, yeah. no, none of that stuff. You just I just would like... always try to find the joke in some situation. Would you question the teacher's, like, logic? I could see you did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then they would, like, want to would move you stump, on. I just would you stump not, the teacher? Like, not usually. Scenarios? Okay. All right. It would... I don't think so. I would just say, like, that doesn't make sense. And then they'd be like, we need to move on. I'm like, no. We need to figure this out. <laughs> they're like, you can't throw like, rocks you, at can, the beehive. We can figure this out now. Like, okay. You can leave the room. What? Did you ever get sent to the <laughs> office? Oh, yeah. Uh, any memorable times? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, several. Um, this girl in our class, the new girl was dating this, or she was girlfriend, boyfriend with this boy in our class. Cause that's what, and that yeah, girlfriend, boyfriend. Girlfriend, boyfriend. Yeah. And they made it official somehow. They probably and we had to like, we rocks. all like stood outside as like during our bathroom break. Like we all stood in like the hallway yep. in two lines. And I got like a lot of the class to when she came out to say like, "Ooh, who's your new boyfriend?" Something like that. Oh yeah, low blow. Okay. It was really funny. All right, you got sent to the office. Yeah, but we were friends. It was like that was fourth grade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got sent to the office in. Uh, I had another good story about that, but I, I don't know if I can share it. It would t- require a demonstration, which is not probably appropriate. Oh, that sounds, um, sounds like a good. Good story. It is. Can you do? How's your yoga training? I mean, can you like? Can you do point to point cues so you can visually paint the picture of? Oh yeah, well it's basically me and my best friend at the time in fourth grade, and we had to line up in the hallway outside the bathrooms. We thought uh, my friend's zipper was down. Okay. And I was like, hey, I started like showing everybody like, hey, Devin's zipper's down, and then he put his finger out of his zipper. Oh. And we thought it was really funny. So I did it. I put my finger out of my zipper. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of people started putting their fingers out of their zipper. And we oh, thought it was really funny. You um, were like the zipper finger Yeah, we zipper. thought it was really funny because it like, we, you know, it's not in our penis. Mm. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is this is what boys do. Yeah. Um, and so we got sent to the principal's office. We got a note sent home with us um, from our teacher that said that we exposed ourselves to other students. Oh, that's which is not, not true. Not cool. Not yeah. so our parents had to come in, oh, no. and then it turned into an argument between the parents and the teacher because, like you said, like they came in. Yeah. They assumed I was lying and that I was actually. Yeah. Pulling it, it out. out. Yeah. yeah. Which is not acceptable. <laughs> under any circumstance. Ever. Unless someone asked you to do it. Yeah. Um, I had a I had a kid. Um, so yeah, that happened. Shout out to Jackson Kindergarten. I had a guy uh, show me his wee wee behind the um, the water house thing. How old? Like last week? No, 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 no. <laughs> it wasn't your t- typical dick pic. No, it was pre dick pics and stuff. But no, it was like he was like. We're we gonna I'm delve d- into what is a typical dick pic. I don't, I don't receive. Dick I don't pics, know. So that is. I don't know. I don't know either. 
but I don't want to know. No, but no, he he went behind the like well house on on the campus, and he was like, "What campus?" My elementary school campus. I guess it's a school. I thought I was like, "Is this college?" Oh no! Like, what is this? Okay. No, this is no. So that was a pretty funny consent. Yeah, it was like we were like, "Oh wow!" I was falsely accused of exposing myself, but I was the victim. Kind of. Me too. (laughs) Nice. Oh, that's fucked up. The only time I ever got sent to the principal's office was I was on the bus and there was this boy. Eric, that was on I my school bus. Names. I know. I meant Eric. Jackson and Eric. They're probably in jail. I know. And uh, but no, I I um, he was messing with me and he was sitting in the seat in front of me. And I didn't like him. He smelled weird, and so I spit in his face. Wow. Cold stone. That killer. is yeah. And but that's. But the thing is, that's almost worse than getting punched. I would rather get punched than have oh, someone spit my. That's like gross. the ultimate like, like sign of derision. Think of what I ate that morning. Like probably some chocolate milk. Maybe you smelled better afterwards. Pop tarts. Like I mean, whatever nasty stuff I was eating. Think about like a nine-year-old's breath. You know, it's like third grade, fourth grade, and then like that loogie. You know, it's like fresh after breakfast. Probably some orange juice in there. Sunny D. So, uh, yeah. We got some soda, some purple. Soda. Oh, Sunny D. All right. Yeah, Sunny D. You don't. You need to YouTube those commercials. Are pretty funny. Podcast Madeline, <laughs> baby Madeline. Okay, all right. So, yeah, I went yeah, into the that office. Was, um, that's intent. That's <clears throat> that is. Well, the best thing is like the political nature in me. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna get in trouble, and all. I just did not want it to get back to my parents, and so I would just completely change my demeanor. I was terrified when I went into the office, Mr. Champion's office. For those of you that it's probably like no. Again, I don't think we should name names. No, but I had to be like, yes, sir. I am so sorry. I that was a lapse of judgment. I will not be spitting in anybody's face on the school bus. Mr. Rose was right. Um, I had like the I had the same bus driver all through elementary school, and he was like terrifying and nice. Gave him cookies, Um, but uh, yeah, to apologize. And but I was completely. It's just funny because the only other, I have another time of being sent to the office that I cannot mention on air because it was uh, it was questionable. But uh, but no, whenever after that I was like, yes, sir, I am not going to do that again. I promise that's not going to happen. Did you get in trouble? And, um, no, no, no they probably did you tell your just, parents. No. Yeah, my parents. I, they, I got my my parents got called all the time oh gosh i just i was very frustrating for my parents because like i made really good grades oh okay yeah and so they're like he's just and i wasn't doing anything like mean you're just like a twit or twit yeah i was just like god just stop being did your parents ever find it entertaining though like secretly because they're probably like he's smart as shit and he's just like being a punk ass no they didn't like like, it okay all right no 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 humor there no not really all right um no, generally not. Did you have not any? When dis- not when I was being disruptive to the classroom. Ah, okay, yeah. I so you were, so you were like smart as shit. Is it safe to say? I'm not smart as shit, but but like when you were in school, you can say if you were smart. Yeah, I didn't have to study a whole bunch. Not really until I got to like law school. Okay, okay. So, um, did you have a favorite pair of like shoes or like is there any outfit? through your academic years that stood out to you like remember first day of school it was like a big deal did you ever do um any particular outfit that or like backpack or lunchbox that was like cool as shit no i thought i was cool when i like stopped bringing a like a lunch pail why like i can put my stuff in ziplocs so mm. what you just like get your or I get like I got like one of those like igloo coolers yeah completely unnecessary yeah, yeah. instead of being like oh nice Superman yeah ten you'd be like bah! yeah like I put, I got ice in here and it's staying cold dang all right yeah it's cool. a cool move yeah I thought so were you in any no gifted? I didn't have any sort of I didn't have any sort of like favorite outfits no not really not that I know of any like first I had a really hard time. Um, putting shoes on without my socks getting scrunched oh like in the middle of your yeah foot? that was always a difficult thing for me Still for years what's your secret how did you figure out how to not have that happen because i would get annoyed because i would have to fully unlace my shoe oh 
and then put well, it back like, and then like you lace didn't it check up before you didn't like feel around and be like is there any wrinkles so i used to hold it up i used to hold the top of my sock and then put my shoe in and then pull the rest of it up that sounds complicated it was all right it worked okay um all right so not any particular standout outfits uh, no no standout outfits okay i was at the beach so i was always like surfer clothes okay and there was like, a, there was like an Abercrombie phase, like 19th oh, grade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do um, you... What about... Um, did you ever surf? Do you do any water I did. sports? I, yeah. I've, I got on a surfboard like three years ago for the first time. I think it was like... Forever. Eight years. Did you go to Folly? It did not go well. No, I was in California. I was oh. my friend. Was it, was it like bigger waves? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, yeah, it, was, it wasn't good. I didn't hurt myself. That was, okay. I was worried I was going to... The yeah. older I get, the, the less... The more risk adverse I become, you yeah. know, that's such an old person. Thing it is, and I'm not that old, but I, I, yeah, it is. But I'm like, I don't know if I want to go surfing because I'm not going to be good at it. Yeah, because it's been so long, and I'm probably going. The board's probably going to just hit me in the forehead, mm-hmm. and I'm going to just be bloody. Ugh. Yeah, I had you know? a friend. I had a friend. Two it's like weeks wakeboarding ago. too. I had a friend who blew his knee out wakeboarding. And I'm like, all right, I'm probably never going to wakeboard again. Ugh, I know, it's scary. Like if you're an athlete and you blow your ACL out, like that's that's fun. You know what's not cool is a DJ in a giant leg brace or in one of those little meal mm. carts scooting around the dance floor mm. handing the microphone out. That's not cute. It's not cute. No. It's not cute at all. It's more I, invasive. I would anything. bring that would bring like a point down for me. You know, like oh, if I yeah. had I would be like, this guy's kind of I'd be in a suit though. You would be in a suit. You'd be you'd be like, Oh, it looks straight laced and kind of pathetic. I don't know. I don't know. But no, I, I get what you're saying. Like my uh, my opening line. <clears throat> to Chris whenever I met him he was like because he surfed with a friend of mine yeah it, it, he we met and he was like we had finished being at the beach and some friends were surfing and so I wasn't surfing I was being uh sitting on the beach yeah and then he was like he's like yeah so like do you do any board sports and i was like um no i like to stay pristine um i don't like to have like bruises and like scabs and stuff like that was like my my thing now i do surf and do stuff but like i want to look good when i'm doing it um kind of but uh yeah i i was very board averse um and doing things that were going to make me like all because you know it's like i don't want to roll up with like freaking black and blue yeah. bruises and i have a friend like who's a... really into skateboarding at like 40 years old yeah it's really weird i'm like you're gonna hurt yourself definitely gonna hurt yourself yeah skateboarding is like i still snowboard yeah i still enjoy that <clears throat> okay um i'm also like when i have time off like i don't want to go i like to do things that are active but yeah like I don't want to like try to be good at something that I'm not already like decent at. Like I'm not. I don't want to pick up surfing in my. 40s. Like you're like, done. And yeah, in my thirties. Did mid, you almost mid say forties? I meant like in years from now okay. when I'm forty. Okay. I went. It's not, I'm not going to be like try to pick up surfing. You know. So are you just done achieving things in life? Mm, I, basically, <laughs> yes. If I don't know how to do it now, I'll never know. What? No. Yep. Way. I'm never gonna get a new iPhone. I don't believe it. I'm never gonna get. I'm never gonna update iPhone. I'm just gonna stay right here. This is gonna be the last Nothing decade, the last great decade of my change. life. So I'm gonna dress like this the rest of my life. Okay. I'm it's not gonna get anything gonna new. Okay. Yep. I'm kidding. I still get on a boogie board. I used to shred boogies. <laughs> <laughs> in that bathroom line telling your friends the girl oh, who's your new girlfriend who's your I used new to be boy? a major sponger so I would, what is I a sponger boogie boards oh clearly I'm I used not to be a really boogie boarder because and like where I lived like the waves were never that great so, where like, were you living were in Wrightsville Beach okay, okay. okay. Um, oh, yeah. so if the waves were good I would surf but yeah. the waves weren't that good so I was just always in a sponge so you have the muscle memory to surf yeah. You did it when you were young. Yeah. You were getting up and doing all the things. Yeah. What? You probably could still surf. I probably could. It'd, be like, a a long, it'd be like a longboard, though. Go get it. I'm learning on a softboard right now. I'm about to graduate into a real board. But I'm nervous <laughs> about come, getting... There, there come the injuries. I know. I'm nervous about getting like... Especially in folly, like with yeah. eight inches of water. I know. I have a lot of scars from yeah. nose diving in very well, shallow I had, water. I had my softboard pop me in the back of the arm, and I had like a blue, like a purple. That's cute. It hurt. 
Yeah, so I was like, at weddings, I definitely wore sleeveless shirts, and I was like, oh! You're like, I'm an, yeah! M- I'm an MMA fighter. Oh, yeah. yeah, all right. Um, all right, so uh, final question for you. What is your spirit animal? I knew you were going to ask me that stupid question. Yeah. He hates it. He, I knew he hated it. <laughs> Spirit animal. You know what? I guarantee you there's an animal out there whose spirit human is me. Okay. How about that? All right. Flipped. You um, are... I think my spirit animal would be... I want to say a bird, but they don't have arms. I think I would miss having arms. I think you're more like a fox, even though your last name is Fox. Like, I feel like that kind of resonates. Because you're, like, cunning, kind of clever, smart trickster like that one you know like catching shit out of the air catching shit out of the air ha- maybe has like a big like f- tail stealing like the- doritos out of golf carts yep that there's a fox at the muni course that will steal your food out of your out of your That's golf adorable. cart oh my god and she's got little little baby foxes now mm. we would give it's pretty big it's a pretty big fox it's a red fox okay oh. and it i saw like two weeks ago it snagged a bag of doritos out of a golf cart that is awesome it's probably overweight Next week, Eating we're going to be uh, featuring the Red Fox from the Muni. Really Usually ask it's like her. whole six or seven. That's where she lives. Okay. Somewhere around there. Oh, my gosh. That would be a good episode. Oh, yeah. Fox is a good one. I mean, it's got to be an animal with some intellect. Seal? A seal would be a good one. Oh, my God. They're like murderers. Don't. Just let that stay for itself. I know. Not yeah, con- seals convicted. don't have a good sense of humor. Dolphins. I admire dolphins. <clears throat> yeah, they have. They feel like they got jokes. I don't think Madeline's allowed to speak during this, is she? <laughs> Madeline is a whisper in the breeze around here, and she's normally doing. Have to, yeah, whatever. We're gonna have. We're gonna have a podcast, Madeline podcast show. I'm right? kidding. You can speak, of course. She got yelled at the other day by PJ Brown for coughing or for laughing while he was talking. Oh, I Oh, yeah, he, she coughed. What did PJ he, talk about? How much he hates weddings? Pretty much. <laughs> he was like, well, yeah, we talked about, I was like, I just love how you're, like, literally on your website, you're like, I don't give a shit about your, like, centerpieces. I'm like, how do you, how did you get there? <laughs> you, know, you know, he started filming funerals. That's how he got started. He was like, what are there, what's there, what's there a constant? And there's, like, always funerals, and there's always weddings. And so he was like busting down doors looking for work and like, yeah that's why those are good industries death marriage and babies people are always going to do those three things yeah pretty much recession proof yeah people don't stop dying when there's a recession oh god oh geez i mean it's true i know it's a, that's like an age i read old. a very um disheartening article about the new trend of micro weddings oh it's just it's just a stupid term for small wedding oh yeah. Someone just had to brand it, make it yeah. Pinteresty. It's like how to save money with a micro wedding. Yeah, you can save a ton of money when you have four people there. Yeah. Yeah. Still need a DJ though. Still gonna need a DJ. Still need someone to film it, guys. There you go. Oh, exactly. No. Like the sellout podcast. Welcome to where we exploit your dreams. Yeah, that's fine. Time is that. So bad. Um all right. What did so- we miss? Did we miss anything, Madeline? She's giving the green light. The She's thumbs giving up. the thumbs up. All right. Well, on that note, I feel David, like you asked me something and I forgot what it was. The spirit animal. We went with. I would. I like dolphin because they they'll do things for fun. Okay. They'll be serious if they need to be. They will. They're smart as shit. They use like their whole brain. We use like ten percent or whatever the like. Chris has the some crazy dope 10% ideas. Ten percent though. Yeah, I know. We we have a cool ten percent. I guess. No, I think dolphin. Dolphin. You're like a hybrid dolphin fox. Like a dolphin with like a puffy red tail. It's kind of the, that's the action. All right. Okay. A doll fox? Doll fox. Fox fin. There you go. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, David, how can people get in touch with you if they want to book you or your squad or an ASMR course with you? Um, how can they uh, get in touch with you? Um, I'm on the internet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, BunDJCompany.com. Company's all spelled out. I don't know why everybody asked me that. I would say BunDJCo. If it was BunDJCo, it was BunDJCompany.com. I've made that uh, mistake. How do you spell Bun? B-U-N-N. Two N's. And I'm not DJ Bun. People think that's a stage name. 
it's what not. Is your D- do you have a cool stage? My DJ name from club club life was uh, DJ FOX. DJ FOX. Don't ever ask a DJ to make the air horn sound either. That's very very rude. Everyone that he works it's on a like wedding. sprint commercials now. That's how. Oh, stupid it is. That's how much it's deflated. Okay, so um, online right. bun DJ company company dot com. Dot com. Yes. And you go to the Charleston tab. And there's a South Carolina tab. South Carolina. And that's us. And then and we have a bunch of DJs. Pretty much, they're all awesome. Um, but we're a little bit different. That we our clients meet or speak with their actual DJ before they book. So you know who your DJ is. You get to know them. If you don't like them, then. You can go to someone else. Cool. That's very rare that that happens. That's yeah, because it, you're you're it's they're actually forming a relationship with the yeah. person that's going to be there, which yeah. is kind of important. There's been some wedding planners who have booked me where I have no communication with the bride or groom and I show up on the day of. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, it's crucial. Yeah. Um, so. Okay, and then Instagram. If they Bun DJ CHS. Okay, B U N N DJ DJ CHS CHS. Yeah. Or DJ David Fox, but that's my personal and it's, there's some funny stuff. Our blooper reels are on there still. Good. Yeah. We like to have fun. That's pretty much the best thing of doing any project with you or your crew is the ridiculous, um, the behind the scenes. The yeah. You have to have fun with it. Yeah. For those of you that are watching this, be sure to like, subscribe, follow. Um, if you have any further questions or want to talk some smack with David, leave some comments and we will uh, throw those. You enable comments? Yep. Ugh. Buckle up. Shh. We will uh, see you next time. Bye. Thank you.